G'day Raiders fans, it's Berkey here and welcome to uh, our top 10 preview versus the Eagles round six tonight at Campus Stadium. Guys, sorry about last week's uh, non, uh, non-video, non uh, had some tech issues, uh, I was able to put it up in writing, uh, but I do apologise for those who enjoy and uh, give me feedback on my uh, on my video in, on my video of the preview. So my apologies about that, guys. Back on deck this week and looking forward to a big game tonight, and it is a big game. Uh, Parramatta are not a dodgy side; they're the real deal this year. Um, they're a very very well coached, well drilled outfit. So to go from Penrith into Parramatta, um, it's also a big psychological issue as well tonight to get our attitude spot on because um, Parramatta are not going to be easy by any means. Uh, they had an off night last, last week against St George, so they'll be looking to come down to our our home um, and and uh, do a job. And so we've really got to start quickly uh, with, minimal eff- with, with minimal errors, if any, but I'll come to that shortly about what we've got to do to um, make sure we get the chocolates. Um, so Parramatta, I'm starting with Reid Mahoney, probably one of the best long passes out of dummy half in the NRL. His passes left and right are bullet-like. What that enables Parramatta to do, particularly Mitch Moses, will probably run the show tonight now that Dylan Brown's out. So what um, what what uh, Reed Barney does very well is throw a long, flat running pass to Mitch Moses on the fly. That gets Parramatta going forward at a rate of knots. So we've got to be very careful that we win that ruck. Reed Barney's nowhere near as effective, or the Parramatta attack is nowhere near effective when we win, when if we can win the ruck and slow their play the balls down. Um, if we don't, Parramatta, as I said, really like playing on that front foot, and you'll usually find in their attacking prowess when they are attacking, Moses will get the ball three out of four tackles running to the advantage line. Marnie won't do a lot of running out of dummy half himself like Josh Hodgson will, but his passes are extremely effective to their go-forward play. So we've got to keep an eye on that and make sure we're in that ruck area. Number two, um, I've gone for um, they always play the first man in attack. So what I mean by that is the block plays they, that a lot of sides do close to the line. Nine times out of ten, Parramatta will hit the front man coming onto the ball. So on the left-hand side last week was Isaiah Papali. On the right is Sean Lane. So nine times out of ten, Moses on the plays right edge. And it'll be, I think it's Will Smith tonight will play left edge. They will usually hit the front runner close to the line. So we can't be sucked in and hanging off. We've got to commit and make sure that the guys either side of those defenders, so it could be George Williams on Papalia's side, or it could be Jack Whiten on the side of Sean Lane, really have to jam up and jam in and take away that time and space they've got to offload it. So our markers are going to play a critical role in putting pressure coming from the outs, from the inside out to those ball players and make sure they don't have as much time to dictate which way they're going to go. But Parramatta, close to the line and attack, will usually go for the front runner. Number three, I've gone for the Paulo offload. He wasn't effective last week with his offloads, <clears throat> as he usually has been. So he'll look at getting a lot of second phase play going tonight for Parramatta. Um, his offloads have become pretty much synonymous the last 12 to 18 months. Once again, we've got to have confidence in our guys to in the tackle and wrap up the ball. If we've got three or four and he gets the ball away, it becomes a real issue with their go forward. We're going to be have guys on the ground 
or not in position to make that next play if he offloads to a runner. So we've got to have confidence in the guys that two will get him down and we're not having, as I said, three or four floating around trying to get him onto the turf or onto his back. That could cause us some real issues. So Parramatta like that ad lib unloading type of play, um, particularly with Junior. So we've got to make sure that we do a good job on him and wrap that pill up. Number four, and this is where our defence will become really critical, the Moses Hail Mary to Sivo. It's one of Parramatta's pet plays. So let me explain what I mean. If our defence is good and Parramatta are, uh, have made no inroads and they're on our 40 metre line, the usual fifth tackle play, um, I'm Parramatta, you're the defence. Moses will go to the left-hand side, so the, so our right-hand uh, our right-hand defence with Jack and, um, and and Hudson and go on. He'll do a 40-metre Hail Mary bomb to Sivo's wing. So that'll be Bailey. Um, <clears throat> so three things come out of it that they hope will happen. Sivo gets a, an amazing carry or, or, or catch and scores a try. Second best is um, a knock-on from, from Bailey to force a scrum and their feed. Or the third one they rely on is for Bailey to take the ball on the 10-metre line. He gets hammered. They've already got us in a corner. So that's usually how they like to play their fifth tackle if they're on about the 30 or 40 metres out from the line. So if Bailey gets tackled in that corner, their defence is already in position to come up in a line and they try and belt us into that corner. So if that's going to be their fifth tackle play, those our markers have to be really pumped to get out and put pressure on Moses because he'll always kick the bomb to Sivo's wing. Nine times out of ten, always. Very rarely does a midfield bomb to Ferguson's wing. It's always to Sivo's wing. So we've got to be aware of that. Guys, let's come to us. <clears throat> Number one, I'm saying we've got to kick to Blake Ferguson all night. He had a shocker last week against St George. Dropped two bombs, hand into touch, a few other things he did wrong. Fergie's a confidence player. We've got to try and suck that confidence out of him real quick. So I'd be kicking to him all night if we can. Put him under pressure. I know Jack loves playing that side of the field against Blake Ferguson. He really gets up in his ear. He usually puts a good shot on him. So if we can get in Ferguson's ear early, get a few mistakes, it'll basically take him out of the game all night. Number two, um, play inside ball. So what I mean by that, last week the Parramatta markers were very, very quick bolting either left or right to get to the first playmaker that may have been happening with St George. What they did do was leave a massive gap on the inside. If you go back to St George game, Matt Dufty cut them up on the inside. The markers took off. The left-hand edge of Parramatta did not follow in and there was a huge gap inside. So we've got to make sure that we keep that part of our game open. So the inside ball could be to a Jordan Rapana, who'll be on that right side wing, uh, sorry, on that left side wing. So we just got to make sure we really play with our eyes up. The Parramatta markers sprint and sprint very quickly and try and hem in the ball carrier. If their defence on that left or right edge is slow, we've got a massive gap straight down the middle. We've got to be aware and play with our eyes open the way their markers chase out on their defence. Number three, I've gone for Tarpany in the middle. I think the Parramatta forwards are not good lateral movers. Paulo, Campbell Gillard, Dylan Brown, um, uh, Nathan Brown, Sean Lane, those types of guys are not very good moving side to side. They're good going forward and back, but left to right, they're a little bit iffy. I think Tarpany floating around that middle with his footwork can suck a few of them in, two or three in, 
beat them with footwork and get an offload away to one of our edges, whether it's Hudson, whether it's Elliot, whether it's Jack. So I think I think Joe's going to be really potent tonight in that middle area with his footwork, and we've got to utilise it, particularly if it's a little bit if, if it's a little bit um, a little bit soft underfoot, a little bit greasy. It'll work very very well. Number four, I want to see George Williams straight in the attack tonight. Too many times last week, he was just running across field, turning the ball inside. Penrith did a good job on him, chasing very hard from the marker, that inside chasing hard to George and pushing him out. So as soon as they did that effectively, he would start running across field. It's very, very easy then for a defensive line to just slide and wait for the inside runner to come in and get the ball and belt him. So George has got to eyeball someone in his run and it's got to be a 45-degree angle run if he's going to turn someone inside or a straight run and turn them inside. The moment you start going across field with an inside switch, you're just going to get hammered. So I just want to see George straighten the attack a little bit more tonight and take on the line if he has to. Number five. Who's going to pick up the work of Shans tonight? 250, 300 metres. I know Caleb Atkins is fullback. He's going to have a fair few metres, but I'm just a little bit concerned with Caleb in his first NRL game for nearly two years. Just that match fitness of and the increase in speed that he hasn't played in NRL for, for a couple of years that may find his legs a little bit iffy towards the end of the halves. So who's going to pick up that slack that Shans gives us, particularly around the ruck areas, those first or that first or second gritty run that he does so well. Who's going to pick up that slack? I think Bailey has to. Definitely Curtis Scott, first game back for three weeks, has to. And definitely Jordan. So they've got to really pick up that slack that Shans gives us so much grunt with coming out of our end. And the last one, guys, tonight I think is intensity. We lost it a little bit last week after Jared's no try. We sort of just seemed to drop off the ball a little bit. Um, not our home ground. We Got the crowd. They got the crowd involved after that no try that they lifted. We didn't match the intensity of going with them for a good 15 to 20 minutes after that, probably 30 minutes. And by that time, the game was nearly over, 10 to 15 minutes into the second half. So we just maintain our intensity. If things don't go our way, we just got to pick it up. Someone's got to get on the front foot and lead the team with a great tackle or a great um, or, or a great attack and raid, or just something to lift the team's intensity is most important in these type, type of games. So, guys, that's my top 10 for this week. As always, thank you so much for your support. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Twitter. I love your questions. Please subscribe to the podcast if you can. Give me a review either on YouTube or Apple or Spotify or wherever your favourite podcasts are. I'd love to hear your feedback on how we can improve the show and just any general commentary around the Mighty Canberra Raiders. So, guys, can't wait for the game. A little over four hours and looking forward to it immensely. And as always, this is Berkey. Bleed Green, out.